Welcome back, everybody, for another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez. And I got, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing this uh, a few days after we recorded the last one, just because I'll be traveling. But I got some cool stuff in mind. Uh, I wanted to talk about a topic that's typically popular in, uh, what should I say, this time of year and in January, and that is goal setting. So I want to talk about cannabis, too, and obviously, and how we can pair cannabis and goal setting and what that may look like. Um, so we're planning for a lot of goals this year, especially in January, uh, all kinds of different things, you know, different types of goals, work, mental, physical, how can cannabis help? You know, let's, let's take a look at that. So I think when we're talking about goal setting, you know, just to, to kind of get into it, it's something that I've had to do personally, you know, for a while in my job, uh, every year I had to hit a goal in sales specifically. So I'll be pulling a lot of my goal setting knowledge from that. Um, I've also as we know on the show, I've talked about how I've lost, you know, 50, 60 pounds, came off five, six different medications. Um, I've lost, you know, a lot of weight and, and improved my physical, physic, physicality, I should say, through goal setting. So goal setting um, is really important. And I have tried to do the best I can as well to positively pair cannabis so it can positively impact my goal setting strategies, right? If you, you can utilize cannabis in a way sometimes that isn't helpful and can take you off of your goals or away from your, your goal setting strategies. So we don't want that. And that's nothing that we like to advocate on this show. So we're going to talk about ways that, that you can, you know, do the best you can to stay on track of your goals this year in 2023. And I am probably going to screw up at some point and say 2022. Uh, but you know, I'll expect that, I guess, now that we know that. So, and even if I do, it's not a huge deal. We know that too. <laughs> so I think first, when you're setting a goal, right, and we all have different goals, we all do different things, different experiences, I am no genius and, and you know, by any means in like goal setting, I just have some experience that I'd like to talk about, could be helpful. Uh, you just got to look at what you're trying to do, right? Are you unhappy or happy with your work? Are you trying to optimize, you know, your, your personal fitness, whether it's mental, physical, um, you know, you can start like focusing on on something and like one of those pieces, if you'd like, and then you can, you know, or you can kind of look at it holistically. So it kind of depends like how you want to attack it. But typically, you really want to get a sense of what it is you're trying to accomplish. There's times where people just are, are sitting there saying, all right, what do I need to accomplish to get better? And they literally, and this was me, by the way, uh, just think to themselves, I have to do everything. <laughs> I have to do everything better. And I kind of feel that way all the time, to be honest. Um, so I try and, and implement really a holistic strategy that touches on everything that's always being implemented. It's hard. But I think this happens for a lot of people where the hardest part about like setting a goal is not knowing where to start, right? Like not knowing if it's mentally where you got to start, if it's if it's physically. Um, and you know, I, I think the strategy of what you decide to use, let's say you're looking at, at improving or focusing, I guess, on your mental and physical self. Um, I think whether you start mentally or you start focusing physically or do both is absolutely debatable. And I think there's people that have done both successfully for sure. Um, I'm just going to talk about what I think was easiest for me, what I believe, what I know was easiest for me to tackle the types of goals and challenges that I was tackling to, to maximize, you know, my goal setting strategies. So, and just a reminder, uh, you know, I, I've 
again, I was it came off 50, 60 pounds, five, six different medications years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and I had to really start understanding like how to build strategies that would optimize myself in a way that would put me in the best possible physical and mental condition. And I'm, I, I still haven't made it. Like, I still don't believe I'm there. Right. And I feel like I've been on this journey. I've, I've, I've made huge strides and a lot of people would, would even say, Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're awesome. But like, I think a lot of people that sometimes are viewed that way, possibly even themselves, you know, if, if you're always trying to get better, you see those, you accept where you're at, you accept, you know, the, 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 the good things that you've done in your life. Right. But you understand at the same time that there's room to improve and there always going to always is going to be room to improve because the world and your life is always changing. So you have to keep changing and modifying. Right. And so your goals, you have to figure out how to keep those in, in sight as well and keep directionally pushing in that direction, you know, to, to, to get you where you want to end up. Right. So starting with a goal, when I was in a place where I didn't know where to start, mental, physical, I had no idea, right? I was always an athlete. And so um, I, I came from a, pretty, a family that was pretty physical, and all of us were athletes. And so I, I knew that, you know, being in shape and feeling good often came with some physical uh, balance, which is absolutely true. And I don't still don't disagree with that today. For me, that just made it really easy to say, well, then I'm going to start with my physical body to get my physical and mental body eventually in shape and where I want it to be. So I started with moving. Um, and, and that's what I recommend, you know, for people. And, you know, I, I wanted to get my endorphins going first. So when I was in that mental, physical rut, you know, just just mentally not there. Physically, I was overweight, and not feeling good. Um, I started with with mainly just exercise. And then obviously with the diet as well, you have to pair the good diet, but that comes with a stronger mind, right? So it's hard to do that at first. Um, so, but I think starting with that movement, getting motivated, seeing gains, whether it's either through weight reduction or it's through uh, strength gains, right? You're, you're, you're at the gym, like pumping iron and all of a sudden you're lifting twice as much as you were before, right? And like you start feeling that and, and, and those are the, that's the momentum that you need to, yourself, you need to see so you can keep moving and you can keep um, going after that next goal. And, and, and that, I think that's the point, right? Like what? How do you want to break that down? So I, I really like the physical movement because I, I think it's easier to kind of digest. I think starting with physical movement when you're in a mental physical rut and you really do have to focus on both, where do you start? I think physical movement is just easier to understand and digest, especially in the Western world. People know like you don't have to, unlike meditation, it's hard for people to understand meditation. I love meditation. I do it several times a day. But it's hard for people, especially newbies, especially in the Western world, to understand that and even to be accepting of it, right? Um, I almost find it's better if you're in a better physical shape to start and you're like, all right, well, what can I do to further be bettering myself? You st then you start, or you're more open to start looking at things like meditation at that point, right? So that's why like, like kind of starting, like, because, you know, you're, you're, you're used to bettering yourself at that point, right? So it just kind of makes that momentum a, a bit easier. So I, I think, um, you know, like yoga and meditation, awesome, 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 fantastic ways to to begin. They often just are a little limiting, a bit limiting. Um, they can be a bit limiting, I should say, to newbies uh, that just aren't 
haven't grown up in that type of culture, right? And aren't used to that and that mindset and concept. And hopefully somebody they will be because I, I think those are both great, fantastic exercises to be involved in. And I think everyone should do it. But just looking at things realistically, that's just kind of how the things operate, right? Uh, and at least in Western society, a lot of the times, I think, so I, I think because of that, you know, there isn't much of a philosophy for movement, right? So you just got to get up and move and just have the motivation to move. So then you have to consider, you know, why is it you're not moving? Right? Like, like, what is it, you know, like, why are you not motivated to move? Is it because of a pain? Is it because of a mental ailment? Is that why you're not motivated to, to physically move? And if it's a mental ailment, consider or or a physical ailment, I should say, consider a higher THC option that that may assist with this, maybe a hybrid or a sativa, if it's during the day that you need that type of assistance. Um, If you're looking to, to, you know, help with physical pains for sleep, maybe you want to be looking at an indica version, right? Something for nighttime. Um, But pains typically are assisted with THC. uh, And and I've definitely CBD and CBG as well. Uh, You want to sprinkle those in if you can to your flower. But let's just say, you know, the the reasoning may be because of mental planes or mental blocks, then you want to consider CBG or CBD, a higher ratio of those cannabinoids in that scenario, right? Um, You know, depending on the severity, maybe even some THC, we do know that THC can exacerbate mental and mental issues occasionally. So we do want to stay heavy on the CBD, CBG cannabinoids, typically, if, if that's what we're looking to unblock to get us moving, right? So, um, you know, maybe you need a strategy for both. Maybe you need to help with the physical pain and also get you moving, which could be a nice one-to-one ratio that leans in a sativa oriented manner. So you can get to the gym and work out, right. And, and, you know, or hybrid, so you can use it, you know, at night or an indica one-to-one, so you can use it at night, right. So there's just so many different strategies and ways that you you really would want to customize that for yourself and, and make sure it's relevant to you. So, I think looking at the strains, um, you know, understanding if, you know, if you're needing to, uh, what type of routine you need to have. So typically like in the morning, for example, you know, I use both. I'll be looking to, you know, use CBD and and then use some Jack Carrera like we've talked about in the show to kind of get me gassed up. But if I need to be social right after that, I need to switch, right? Like, or, or not utilize the Jack Carrera because Jack Carrera tends to really get me focused and really dialed in on work related topics, right? Um, which is great during the workday, but sometimes during the weekday, I have to be social, right? And I, that's the majority of what I have to do for an hour is just socialize. Um, and if that's the case, then you want to have something that you can shift to as well if needed, uh, like a CBD option. And I typically find um, like a CBD, CBG, or, or a terpene that works for you that's high THC. But the versatility of needing or wanting to do that throughout the day puts me in a place where I prefer to utilize vaping, right? So I like having a baseline of CBD through a gummy or a tablet. So I have that medical, the medical efficacy of piece of of cannabis in my system. But when I need to go through my day and shift, and I need to hit different goals based on what I'm doing for that activity, then I like vaping in that scenario. So I'm able to to make that shift, right? And I'm able to, to it, the shift hits me quickly. So I can immediately shift to it, unlike a gummy where it takes a bit, unless it's a nano version, it takes it still takes five, 10 minutes. Uh, vaping hits immediately. And then also it doesn't last as long. So maybe I don't want to be super focused for six hours. Maybe I just want to be focused for an hour, 
right, of my time and then switch to something maybe it's a little bit more social, right? So it depends on really, you know, what it is, you know, the the goal that you're looking for. I think it's 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 really important to to pair like if you're looking at physicality, like what what routine are you pairing with your cannabis? Right? So let's say for example, you have a physical ailment. Let's say, you know, you you have a strained calf muscle. And I like this is exactly what's happened to me, obviously you can imagine. You have a strained calf muscle and you're still going outside and you're still trying to sprint and you're still trying to hit a personal best. That's the exercise that you're pairing with your strained calf muscle. And so because of that, maybe what you're doing is you're you're reaching for a high sativa strain, a THC strain, um, high THC sativa strain, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> um, so you can try and reach your personal record. That is not a mistake of the cannabis. That's a mistake of your judgment, Right what you should be doing in that scenario is understanding what your body needs. If you have a straf cane or if you uh, calf, oh, straf cane, what <laughs> all these tongue twisters, if you have a calf strain, right. Or if you have like a muscle strain of some sort, for example, your body should not be pushing for a personal record or a personal best. Your body should be in recovery mode. And so you need to, what would be best? I should say, you don't need anything, but what would be best is to have something that shifted all of your inclination over towards recovery right? Like your mindset into recovery, your body is shifted into a feeling of recovery. So it's that recovery that you need in order to get back into a place where you can optimize again, right? So so I think um, being able to understand what, what pairing, it's like wine and cheese, right? Like what activities do you want to pair with your cannabis? Do you, do you, all right, I might have a strained calf muscle. All right. So I need like one-to-one Girl Scout cookies, right? Like I want something that's that feels good, CBD, THC. I also want to feel like mentally kind of good too. You know, I'm not too crazy. I just need a, maybe a nice yoga thing happening, right? Like a yoga vibe or a meditation vibe, right? So consider something like that. Flip side, I mean, you know, maybe like for mental ailments, again, you're going to want to be considering something that that could be more CBD or, or, or CBG related, right? W- whatever that that activity is that you're going to be looking to implement, whether it's, you know, socially, or it's just going out for a hike or whatever it is that you're looking to do. It's just, it's so hard, I think, to pinpoint a strategy, right? Because we're all so different. We all have so many different needs and it's not even physical needs. It's not even just my body's different than yours. It's not just that. It's my life is different than yours. My my external stimuli that I experience on a day-to-day basis is different than yours, and, and that's different because of where I live. It's different because of the family that I'm in. It's different because of the job that I have. It's different because of the type of person that I am, <laughs> you know, and, and all these different factors play into the type of goal strategy that you need um, to be successful and, and to hit the goals that, that you want to hit. And it's important, number one, to understand, you know, what those goals are. So, um. I'm typically, you know, general goal setting strategies when I'm looking at it, you know, just whether it was through work or whether it was, uh, you know, just personal, I'm typically trying to set a goal that I can stick to and not a goal that is just enormous. So for example, if I have to do a million dollars in revenue for my job, right, every year, excuse me, if I have to do a million dollars in revenue for my job on an annual basis, I'm not looking at that million and breaking it down into 12 months. I'm looking at, what my close ratio is, right? Maybe it's 
I don't know, like 30%, right? Or 50% or whatever it is. And then you break down, all right, well, how many sales, when I make a sale, what do I typically, you know, how much is each sale? Oh, it's this much. Okay, well, how many meetings do I need to make to hit this number on an on a, on a monthly basis, right? So you just keep backing up into a goal. And then eventually you realize, all right, so what I have to do is I have to make 50 dials today. And if I make 50 dials today, I'm going to have X amount of appointments. Again, this is for people in the sales world. I'm only giving you a scenario that relates to what I understand because this is how I use it, right? Um, try and translate this to different things, right? Different types of jobs, different types of personal situations, any goal that you can think of. What you're trying to do is break down the biggest part of it into the most digestible piece possible so you're motivated and you stay motivated to continue working towards that goal, right? For example, I needed to to drop 50 pounds. Um, I didn't just say I'm going to cut everything. I started thinking to myself, all right, well, like how many, I, I started evaluating, all right, well, what do I have to cut out of my diet? And I was on Weight Watchers when I started. So how many points do I want to try and have available at the end of that week? And 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 how many points would it be great to like have catch up points, just not even use and really catch up on my body and the weight loss instead? And so you start like, anal- all right, well, I want X amount of points. All right, well, what does that look like in my meals? What should my meals look like then? And then you start planning your meals and then you're conscious of what you're doing. You're conscious of the food going in your mouth and they're, you know, you're, you're feeling better because you're eating better foods, right? <laughs> like, so, um, in those scenarios, like pairing cannabis with not something maybe that's high THC, unless it has a THCV property that is uh, maybe appetite not stimulating, right? Like appetite suppressing, I should say. Um, so understanding what strategy will go with the, what you're trying to accomplish. And and there's something different for everybody, right? So definitely breaking that down into a digestible goal, What no matter what size that goal is, breaking it down to a digestible goal, right? So you can really feel like you can, you can, you can hit that goal. Um, make sure your environment is, in help, is helpful for your goals. This is really important. And just going back to healthy eating, um, if you say, I want to eat whole foods and I, or I want to do the whole 30 diet paleo, but you have a roommate or, or a partner that just is not cool with that. And they're going to be bringing home fast food pizzas. You know, they work in the industry and they're just bringing home stuff all the time. Um, you know, don't have healthy habits. It's going to be really hard for you to implement a habit that isn't already a habit and to try and make it one when your environment and external stimuli is, is pushing you otherwise. Right. So you want to make sure that that whatever you're trying to do, you can control your environment as much as you can and your external stimuli as much as you can so you don't get triggered into falling back into a bad habit that's taking you away from your goal, right? So your 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 environment is huge um, and your support group is big too. So making sure that that you, you mind that as well to really optimize your goal setting strategies. Um, only listen to good stuff, right? Like look at your environment too. And like, it's not just like the people that are, that are, in your environment, the people socially, that's a huge, huge, huge part of it. The other part of it is, let's say, you know, you live by yourself, for example, um, clean your house, like feel good, right? Like clean your house, only listen to good stuff. If that's what you have to do, right? If you need to, if you're feeling in a funk and you're out of your, your goal setting strategies and not feeling like you're, you're moving in the way you want to move, um, you know, 
like eat clean, meditate, lean into healthy practices like stretching and exercising and getting outside and getting some vitamin D. There's a reason why those things are all recommended. And so many people will just continue, you know, like what's emotion stays emotion and what's at rest stays at rest. And they'll continue to just sit there and not, you know, do that and, and, and not take advantage of the free activities that are out there that can help motivate and, and get you going. Right. So, and that includes even inside, like, like clean up the indoors and, and just tidy up your space. It does a huge, you know, part for your mental, um, uh, mindset moving forward. So I really like doing that. I try and, you know, do a lot of that stuff as well. Um, I try when I stick to a goal, keep it for 60 days. I don't do 30. Um, because 30 typically is too easy to come off of it. If you can do it for 60, you're in. I mean, that's just how what I see. If you're doing it for 60 days, it is a habit at that point. So um, I think the actual number is 66, but you just, no, then you can just round it, keep it to 60, try and do 70. But 30 days is kind of what everyone thinks. I think some people say like 20 or something. Um, it's just not effective. I haven't had it be effective for me. It's It, it helped after 20 days, you start to feel more regular towards like, like doing that activity, like it starts to become more normal and natural for you. So it's not as much of a fight to add that activity into your routine. But if you stop, it will. So you want to keep that going. You want it to almost to be second nature. It's, it's, it's second nature is brushing your teeth, right? Whatever that routine is that you're looking to add. Because at one point for all of us brushing our teeth, and I know this because of my kids, it was not a habit, right? So you have to make it a habit, make it one where before you go to bed, you're like, oh, I got to brush my teeth. Or like, I can't even go to bed without brushing my teeth. Or I can't even go to work without brushing my teeth, right? Like like that type of habit, right? And, and the more you normalize the use and that amount of time, 60 days plus, I would say, the better chance you have of normalizing that habit. So definitely look at that. Um, if you fall off, get right back on. Don't wait till next week. If it's Friday and you're like, ah, I'm going to eat a few burgers. And eh, Saturday, all right, I'm going to watch the game and order a pizza. Ah, Sunday, another game. And I'll order another pizza. Nah, man, just do it. Just, just you know, you fall off on Friday. Maybe you know you're going to fall off. Maybe you plan for it, right? And maybe that's what you do. You plan for the fall off so you know the next day you're getting back on. The biggest thing is you fall off and people just don't have a plan to get back on, right? And such a simple concept. And we hear it all the time, fall off, get back on the horse type of thing. But it really matters. And if you don't get back on the horse and if you wait long enough, that horse is gone right? That's what happens. It takes off and you can't get back on. And then you're stuck at square one. You got to rent a whole new horse and, you know, boom, boom, boom. So definitely don't want that. Um, don't wait till the weekend is over. Get it done immediately. And, and, you know, don't feel bad. It happens to everybody too, you know, and, and you're doing better. Think about this when you're into the routine, even for that week if, or a few days, it's better than what you were doing before. Right. And, and you already are on the right path and doing better than what you do before. And guess what? It's probably better than what most people are even doing. Right. So with that, within that, you know, thing that you're doing, whether it's working out or trying to lose weight or I don't know, like, like studying or whatever it is that we're talking about here. Right. So uh, be wise with your strains. This is another one. Um, we Again, very common for the show for us to talk about this. But if you want to go work out, and before that, you want to get motivated trying to, you know, get your goal setting strategy started with Girl Scout cookies. And let's just say Girl Scout cookies doesn't get you motivated, but kind of relaxes you a bit. And it's the only strain you have. So that's what you decide to use because it's THC and I can use cannabis to help me with my goals. No, right. If you have something that's 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 like Girl Scout cookies, for example, if it motivates you and gets you in the right mindset to go to the gym, do it. 
But if it's doesn't, and if it's one of the, if the only strain you have at home and you just use it because you like THC, then you want to make sure that what you're doing is you're adding something. Well, you're adding something either that's going to help you in that moment. It's going to be opposite of the Girl Scout cookies. It's about to put you down. But if the girls, if you don't have anything, just don't use anything, right? Just go to the gym, come back. And then if that's, if it relaxes you, use it then. Use it for recovery purposes instead. Don't use it for, um, for pre-workout, right? Because then you're not going to get the workout you want. You're going to not feel motivated when you're there. You're not going to want to go back. And that's the not the point, right? Mm-hmm. So goal setting, we want to always be motivated. So do what gets you motivated. Be wise and conscious with your strains. And always have full spectrum, I would say, gummies or broad spectrum gummies available in the CBD, CBG world. Um, if you're like, you know, out and about and you need to be more focused for work or whatever it is, and it's just not socially acceptable to take your vape out and hit it, then make sure, you know, have some nano gummies, right? So that are kind of focusing you, whether they're CBD or CBG or even THC that are going to focus you in that right direction that are going to work for you. Um, so I, I always like to have gummies just because they're so effective and helpful and nobody knows or cares what they are either. And they just kind of a, a nice little portable way to, to help keep you on track if you need it, right? Um, what's your why? Why are you doing this, right? Like, why are you hit, trying to hit this goal? If you are only trying to hit it because you think that's what everyone wants you to do or you think that's what you should do, you're not going to hit it. If you're trying to hit this goal because you have a real purpose behind it, um, for us, you know, for this show, our purpose is to make an impact. Our purpose is to make this world a better place for everybody. My purpose specifically for my kids, right? That's why day in, day out or week in, week out, like we, we do come on here and we record because that's important to me. I I, I want to go, I want to leave this place, this world knowing that I had some impact and it doesn't have to be the biggest in the world, but, but it's something that I'm good at, something that, that I'm interested in and something that I feel like could be helpful for a lot of other people. Right. And, and so, um, especially my kids and because it, well, it could have been so helpful for me. <laughs> right. I, I feel like, so I think it's really important to know why it is you're doing what you're doing. And if you don't know why you're not going to stick to that goal, when you know why it is you do what you do, when you have adversity hit you, you will bust right through that. When when you have like the things get in the way, guys, I'm recording this on Christmas, right? Like at the, these events, I'm recording them on Christmas, like at these shows. And, it, you know, I, I'm seeing my kids a lot this week. But but if I didn't have a reason why I wanted to to record these, like like I want to get these out. I want the world to hear this stuff because it's it's going to be my thought is people hear these, my experiences, my positive ones with cannabis, they can, a lot of people can possibly benefit as well. Their loved ones can, if not them, right? So there's a reason why that we do this. And that's what you got to find for whatever goal you're trying to hit. What is it that drives you? What What is it that will keep you moving when your plan changes and you get punched in the face, right? And you get punched in the mouth, everyone's got a plan. But after, after that, after that happens, what's your plan next, right? Like, so super important um, to know your why. And, and that'll keep you towards your goal guys. And and I think that's the biggest part is if you don't have that, none of this stuff matters. <laughs> none of what I just said matters. But if you have that, why, I mean, you're going to do it guys. And, and you're going to hit the goal you want to hit. So that's, you know, that's all I got. I, uh, I hope this was helpful. Um, I love doing shows like this. This isn't the action packed content packed research pack type of show that we often will put on here. Um, this is kind of like a reflection on type, look back, looking forward type of thing. And, and just letting you guys into a little bit more of my thoughts behind, 
you know, when you listen to these types of shows, my thought is that you have a little bit better understanding as to why we put some of this content out and what is the thought behind it. Um, so again, uh, I have goals I'm going to hit. I'm going to start sharing them with you guys too. That's that's my goal, right? <laughs> that's a goal within a goal. Um, and I just can't wait to hear what yours are as well, guys. And uh, please, you know, always keep reaching out on the gram, on the gram. Uh, reach out through email. You guys do that too. It's awesome. I, I read those uh, often as well. And um, again, can't thank you guys enough. Please have a healthy, safe uh, 2023. I cannot wait to bring you guys more content. And can't wait to just uh, to hear what more you guys you guys have for us because every time you you come our way you're bringing good stuff. So have a happy new year, guys! And I will look forward to seeing you next week on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. See you guys soon. Peace. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope.
I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.